to go blue crew spring is in the air derek at least here in the midwest uh we should just get it out of the way here in the first seven seconds of the show that you live in florida so spring is never really out of the air until i feel like it's, it's been summer. summer for since i've moved in october <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, here in the midwest you know it's a well, you lived in the Midwest for a long time. You yeah, know that mm-hmm. that glorious feeling when uh, winter heats to spring and the mornings and evenings cool off. But in the, and then during the day, you can like get into the 70s and it's not an overbearing heat and everyone's just really happy. I feel like I feel like this is the happiest I've been since maybe October last year. And that's mostly thanks to Michigan football. Mm-hmm. So th- yeah, this is maybe easily the happiest I've been in a while, just because of the weather. And then of course, Michigan football is coming back uh, with with spring. You know, all the 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 college programs get going again, and we could start all this speculation that we like to do. But it's a little difficult to do that this time around because Michigan's got some some key players hurt, especially in the offense. And even though that's the side of the football that everyone's really looking forward to seeing because of Josh Gaddis coming in and taking over the reins with the play calling and you know we want to see that up-tempo, no-huddle stuff, just really tough to draw conclusions right now. I mean, Michigan had the, the spring game last Saturday, and I know you, know, you, you can get excited about it, but if you take a few steps back, you're like, what did I really learn, you know? And so it, it was, was there anything, though, that, that – that stuck out to you or am I hitting it right on the head here that we just didn't learn much? I think you're pretty much hitting it on the head. The one thing that I was thinking about is whether or not if I was in Michigan, if I would have gone and, and I feel like once it was announced that it would, that wouldn't be a full game as it usually hasn't been under Harbaugh uh, and, and some limited contact and knowing that some of the players that I'm most excited to see some of the returning starters and playmakers or a guy like a Christian Turner, who I'm really excited to see who he becomes. Uh, I wonder if I would have skipped out, you know, even living close enough to to make the drive to Ann Arbor, and what it ended up being with all those injuries and not wanting to reveal maybe too much, other than hey, yes, we do have tempo. Hey, yes, we are going to change up the offense a little bit. I mean, there was really just not much to take away uh, outside of a few things, and so for me. I never learned a lot in spring ball. I think of spring games in the past where there was maybe more of a quarterback competition. Uh, I think that's even changed, even though Harbaugh has mentioned on a couple of occasions that, hey, Shea Patterson can't just you know, take it easy because someone's coming for a spot. But it's not like uh, a couple of years ago wondering if, if Wilton Spate's going to be the starter or not. And so for me, it's just it's good to, to see um, football back in, in some form. And, and I'm sure it's really good to get these 15 or whatever it is practices under the belt uh, when it comes to learning a new offense and, and clicking as a new staff and, and as a, a new team. Um, but for me, I mean, really fall camp uh, and like information, like what's going to happen with Chris Evans, those types of things. Uh, when are guys fully healthy, uh, not walking around in boots? Um, that's when I'll start to get more excited about the fall. Yeah, I think when you look at the last couple of years with Shea Patterson, that's been the biggest difference for Michigan's offense. The fact that we're not watching a quarterback battle, like you mentioned, it's changed the way I like my my excitement level, I guess. Like you're still excited to, you know, see something on TV, like watch the the spring game slash practice like 
that's exciting no matter what year it is, no matter what's going on. You just want to see football back. But in the past, it was like there was some drama because you didn't really know who the starting quarterback was going to be, even if it, it was like, hey, I think Wilton Spade's got a leg up, but, you know, we'll we'll see. This year, definitely, you know, Shea Patterson, we don't even have to talk about a quarterback battle unless, you know, he gets hurt or something like that. So that's that's been a, a relief in, in, in my mind and I think most people's minds. And it gives us a chance to to kind of just enjoy it, I think, a little bit more and and take a look at the, the broader picture. Like you said, I mean, some some key injuries, Nico Collins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Chris Turner, uh, uh, excuse me, Christian Turner, uh, uh, Chris Evans is not hurt, but but not on the team right now, and, and his status is up in the air. We're not really sure what's going to happen there. So those are the things that are now adding stress to my life, and I'm sure plenty of other people's lives, even though it's only spring, even though there's a whole other season on the calendar to come before that stuff really starts to have major consequences. So with those guys who I just mentioned who are hurt or Chris Evans just not on the team, do you think um, one guy w- would have would have benefited the most from from having this spring to go at full capacity? You know, one of the names on the defensive side too that we both forgot to to think about before the show is Michael Duomfor. Um, obviously, a guy looking to to get more time and a guy that's really been talked up for quite some time now. Uh, for me, I would say no. I mean, we don't know the extent. I would like to see Christian Turner more than anybody, but hey, if if he's really going to be the feature back and has potential, uh, and he he's going through something, um, then then obviously uh, I'm okay with him being limited. What what was one of the things that I saw that was really interesting to me, and the person who I think not on that list who it's most important for is Tariq Black. Tariq Black is a guy who might not be injured now, but has dealt with some significant injury problems the last couple of seasons. I read something today that he even had a hamstring problem earlier in spring ball, and that was the most concerning thing for me. I, I've got to guess that uh, with, with the staff there, the medical staff, that DPJ and, and Dwum Ford and Nico Collins, Christian Turner, Zach Charbonnet, a guy that's coming in uh, with an injury. You've got to think that they're going to recover by the fall at some point, and that's something really significant happens. But Tariq Black, for me, to see him uh, get some action and to see that he's active right now is really important because of his inactivity in two seasons in a row. Uh, and so I feel for him and, and hope that he can continue to stay healthy. But again, hearing that he has had some kind of injury concern, and I don't know if that's just a mention because, uh, you know, it's Tariq Black and he's had his history of injuries. I'm sure every player on the roster has a ding or a bruise or a pulled hamstring or something. I mean, it's it's spring ball. It's 15 pretty hard practices, a couple of scrimmage-type elements, and, and really they're playing for the first time and months. And so I'm sure everybody goes through a little bit of something, but seeing that uh, was a little startling, but also super great to see him on the field. But yeah, next, if I had to pick a guy from the currently injured list, Christian Turner, just because I think he's a guy who could use as many reps as possible uh, just with his lack of experience starting. Yeah, I think Christian Turner is probably the easy answer there because DPJ and Nico Collins did a lot last season to prove that uh, they're there, you know, they're at that level where um, sure, you know, spring spring benefits anyone, obviously, but it's not like it's not like they're working their way up the depth chart. It's not like they've got 
a mile to go before they're difference makers in the offense. Whereas Christian Turner, you saw some flashes in that bowl game. He he took that. Uh, gosh, I don't remember what what real what play it was. I mean, what really happened? Sort of sweep. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. But then just barely stepped out of, out of bounds and uh, had a touchdown called back. Or was it a penalty? I believe he stepped out of bounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He stepped out of bounds. So, I mean, we see stuff like that, and we're like, oh, my gosh, you know, it would be awesome to, to see what kind of stuff he can do in the spring. And then, of course, he's limited. So, and he's at a position where we keep coming back to, to Chris Evans, a guy who has been there. The the, the, the He's got the most uh, experience, you know, of, of these running backs now. And even if he was fully healthy, I, I don't think it was a foregone conclusion, or excuse me, even if he was on the team, I don't think it was a foregone conclusion that he was the starter. That that was that was going to be a competition that I think everyone would pay attention to very closely. Now it's just like, who knows what's going to happen. So th- that's that's an area where I think our attention needs to be put the the we, we need to we need to look at that closer than, than probably just about anything else, especially on the offense. And, you know, the defense um, got lit up the uh, last couple of games against Ohio State and Florida. But on the whole, I mean, I, I don't think we have too many concerns over there, right? No. I mean, for for me, thinking about Christian Turner or just the running back situation in general, I really loved Karan Higdon and what he did uh, in his career at Michigan, especially last season. Uh, and I glimpses the season before. Uh, Chris Evans obviously has been uh, reliable in some games throughout his career and his status obviously unknown. And, and I'm honestly leaning towards uh, just, I mean, preparing that he's not going to be a part of the team uh, as a fan personally. Uh, but this is the first time that I've had a true concern about the running backs. And it's not like Michigan's have like the stud, like a, a guy the go-to for sure. I mean, even last year, Kron Higdon was expected to be a feature back, but was mentioned as one of two, uh, that Michigan would have two starters at running back. And so for me to have no really starter set in stone uh, and True Wilson really the only one healthy who has experience, that's a little startling. For the defense, I've seen enough positive things, and I did watch a lot of defensive clips uh, from from the spring game, even more than offense. Offense, I kind of read about, yeah, they're holding up signs, and the way they call plays is obviously different, and the tempo is different. But, yeah, because defense for me, it was ultimately the, the bigger concern heading into the season before this whole running back situation. But I honestly think that the way that they – kind of recovered after losing all those guys in 15 or 16 or whatever, both, a mix of both, uh, really when Jabril Peppers and others, Taco Charlton, uh, left for the NFL or just simply graduated. They recovered pretty well. Now they did have some big names, uh, but they still have big names for this class too. And so I think that there are guys who are going to play uh, really well on defense. And I think that there's some young guys ready uh, to prove themselves. And just speaking of the defense, Lavert Hill, I believe, is working through something too. And so you've got another uh, a defensive starter who's obviously not playing right now. Did you get a chance to read any of the comments from like uh, Shea Patterson comes to mind talking about the the differences in the offense and, and how it's a little more fast-paced, uh, a little more so you got the speed and space thing going on did you get to to read any of that yeah i saw something that straight up was like it's night and day uh yeah and and i loved seeing that because i've i mean harbaugh a couple of times uh and i maybe gaddis or maybe someone else another player 
Uh, I feel like sometimes it's referred to as like, oh, well, the running game is going to be pretty similar or there's a lot of concepts that are the same. And Patterson did mention uh, something like that, like, you know, did a good job at taking what worked last year and implementing it this year. But for him to say as the starting quarterback last season and more than likely the starting quarterback this season, for him to say it's night and day, not even close, uh, that excites me as a fan, knowing that there's probably even more changes than we can predict. Uh, and if anything needs to change, it's the execution. And so I believe that between those two things, that we'll be pretty satisfied most times during the season. It's just how quick they can get it down uh, and, and how they can continue to play and if they can continue to play at a top level when those bigger games come around. they got a grueling schedule this year, so... Uh, for me to see Shea Patterson already say, hey, it, it works well, it's, it's fast. I mean, uh, exactly what I like. All, all of uh, the quarterbacks have had experience in this type of offense. That really excites me. Well, I think every offensive player, for the most part, I shouldn't say every, most probably have experience in this type of offense because that's just what you see all over the place. You know, the, the high schools are running this, like the bigger high school programs are running this. Uh, you get into college, you see a lot of the college programs running this. I think it's just going to be something that they're more comfortable with. It comes more naturally because it's what they're used to. And it's so difficult to say what that really translates to uh, in a big time college football game, like, you know, your comfort level, your familiarity with something, but it's, it's definitely going to make some kind of difference. It's it, there's less, um, there's less teaching that has to happen and it's more of an implementing, I think. So I, I, th I think that's something that that'll pay dividends. It's just hard to say in exactly what way. Yeah, the, the quote for me that was the most interesting from Shea Patterson other than the night and day, uh, he said something along the lines of he's thinking less. Uh, which is great. I do think there were times where it seemed like he was overthinking and, and maybe because of the, the long developing, you know, play sets that some of that, that was natural. Uh, but then he mentioned something else about the games really slowed down. And so obviously that's in his head and like it, he's, he's not overthinking, he's thinking less, but when the offense is speeding up, Shea Harrison's mind is slowing down. That was that was crazy to think about to me, but that just shows that he's more of a natural fit for this up tempo offense. And and so I think that he will be the guy. I mean, I would love to see. I was, I was talking um, with Craig, who who does some podcasts on divine intervention with me. I was talking with him about how we'd love to see a guy like McCaffrey get more time and Milton get more time because they are the future. And Patterson does have a shelf life at Michigan, but. I mean, if he's comfortable and thinking less and it really feels like the game slowed down for him while Michigan is picking up the tempo on a regular basis, I think that's nothing but a good sign uh, for the Wolverines offense heading into the fall. I think Denard Robinson said something along those lines when he was getting more comfortable with the offense, that it was slowing down for him finally. Yeah. When, when, he, when he stepped in there at first, he, he was so overwhelmed Maybe I'm, I don't think I'm making this up. I, I think I'm remembering this right. He said he would go into the huddle or not the huddle, but you know, he'd, he'd go out there and he'd forget like what play was called. Especially that year he was splitting time with Tate. Uh, yeah. I mean, you would, you, you couldn't keep him off the field because he was such a playmaker. Uh, but yeah, he, he didn't maybe have the, the capacity to, to, to run the offense and the way he needed to as a starter. And then you see what he did sophomore and junior year especially I mean he just kind of blew up when when he was comfortable and I I was thinking about that season too the 
that kind of two quarterback system uh, because that was something that a Michigan team that wasn't good, obviously. Uh, but I liked that better than like maybe comparing a, a John O'Corn coming in for an injury. And I don't think Michigan will go to a true two quarterback system, but like if Dylan McCaffrey's as fast and as great in space and as great at the read option uh, as they're saying, like, He's definitely going to have to see some time. Uh, and, and I honestly believe it'll be more than scrub time. There are uh, enough teams who have successfully put someone in, including in Alabama last year where Josh Gaddis was, where uh, Tua kind of um, led the train, and but they, they couldn't keep Jalen Hurts off the field uh, because he was he was still a playmaker. Uh, now they blew out a lot of teams. And so, uh, again, that scrub time, you will see another quarterback. But if Dylan McCaffrey can can go in and run a couple of plays uh, in a game in a, in a big moment uh, and have it work for Michigan, I'm not opposed to that. But just knowing that Shea Patterson has the experience in the system, um, you know, really just makes me feel better about what we'll see offensively for Michigan. The thing that got me most with Shea Patterson, what he said, was, was about the, the RPOs. How there's there's more of that going on right now with the run pass options. How um, and you know what? Now that I'm saying that, I I don't even think it was Shea Patterson who mentioned how many RPOs there were, but but somebody somebody did mention this, and I think that's that's a great thing because that worked very well for Michigan last season. I think of Patterson's like what was it was it eighty was it an eighty yard run against Wisconsin. Yeah, 80 it was, or maybe even 88. It was right around that, right around an 80-yard uh, run for Shea Patterson. That kind of stuff for me, and I believe that was uh, a zone read, not a not an RPO. But it, you know, getting Shea Patterson out out on out in the open, he's he's speed. Put it in space. We've been hearing all about speed and space. Uh, that's that's definitely what Shea Patterson can bring you, along with throwing the football because you know, he's the quarterback. But that was a very encouraging thing for me because that did work really well last season. And it was a real shame that it went away seemingly against Ohio state. I thought, you know, that it got you there. I don't see why it wouldn't take you over the hump and I don't want to get caught up in last season's failures, but, but you know what, you know what I'm saying? That that's something that really worked and, and adding more of that could, could definitely help Michigan's offense become a little more dynamic. Yeah, I think that is definitely something I, I craved more of last year because I, I think of that Wisconsin game or that Penn State game where it really seemed to work. And I think that that type of offense, I mean, that, that RPO, the run, run pass option or any kind of read, honestly, is meant for an offense that uh, picks up the pace and it kind of keeps the tempo up uh, because giving the defense too much time to, to sub or adjust I mean you can maybe kind of kind of read what could potentially happen especially with with wherever running back was next to him on the field and so for me I think that more of that is going to lead to more success and one of the things and I think it was an interview at the end of last season uh, can't remember if it was a regular season or um, after the bowl game or, or maybe even um, during the spring, but Patterson had mentioned something about wanting to get faster, wanting to get stronger, working on his athleticism. And I think a guy like Dylan McCaffrey, who's maybe more of a natural uh, when it comes to some of that, especially speed, is really pushing Shea Patterson to bring that element to his game. Uh, not that it's not there already, but but elevating it. And if he's going to get faster or can get stronger, I mean, yeah, he didn't like being caught by Wisconsin. I think he mentioned that after the Wisconsin game. I think he referred to it in the same interview that I'm thinking of. And so I know that he's put in a lot of work 
towards that. And I think that really seeing him and, and he kind of runs and he holds the ball almost like Johnny Manziel did, maybe not as decisive or, or as elusive as Johnny Manziel was at Texas A&M, but you do see some, um, some, you know, a little look, a glimpse of that and just the way he holds the ball, which is really scary. He should protect the ball a little bit better, but he likes <laughs> to kind of hold it out in front of him. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think he's elusive and dangerous enough on the run that it will be utilized more. Uh, and I think that that will really change some of these new slants and rubs and drags and all of these things that they want to implement even more of. I mean, if you have to worry about him getting in space, there is going to be a slot receiver open and, and he could potentially have a field day like he had many times at Ole Miss. All right. Well, we're just past the 20 minute mark. Derek, is there any final thought you want to add? I like spring ball. Uh, I'm excited that spring ball is ending. Excited to hear about this trip. I'm sure we'll do a, a nice podcast geared towards the, uh, the the trip that Michigan takes yearly. Uh, but honestly, it's going to be a summer of, of fun predicting and, and just kind of uh, dreaming of what the season could look like. But for me, I mean, it's all about the fall. And, and maybe it's because I don't have seasons here in Florida. But you know, spring ball did less for me this season than any season before mostly due to those injuries like we had mentioned but regardless I'm, I'm more than excited for a football season to come around and it's going to be a long wait dreaming of the next season i love the way you said it so thanks for checking us out in the go blue crew you can follow me on twitter at ty underscore fenwick you can follow Derek at divine identity thanks for listening go blue go blue